The house had two entrances, one opening into the park, the other onto the road. Without hesitation, Jeanne went to the door to the road and opened it. A wicker basket sat in the middle of the steps, festooned with ribbons. Her hand made contact with a wool blanket. Bringing the pigeon lamp closer, she saw a minuscule face screwed up against its glimmer. The baby gave a weak cry and its mouth twisted up. Jesus, Mary, it's a child! Come down quick, Albert! She forgot that Albert could not come down quickly. He had only one good leg and needed time to strap on the other wooden one, pull on a pair of trousers and grip the banister step by step. Are you sure? She heard him shout from upstairs. Am I sure? Listen to you! Bring it up, then, and we'll see. Is it just one? Only then did she think to look up and down the road, but the dark night only revealed what she knew already. A bend to the right, another to the left, the Hawthorne hedge opposite. A light, almost warm breeze caressed the shapes of the shadows. A few stars twinkled in the sky. The moon was not yet up. On windy nights you could hear distinctly the waves buffeting the cliffs. But tonight the sea was calm and far away, as if blotted out by the summer night. Jeanne cautiously picked up the basket and carried it to the bedroom. Albert was waiting in his nightshirt, sitting on the edge of the bed with one leg dangling, holding a paraffin lamp. So you were right. It is a baby he said, stroking his thick moustache. He can't be more than a week old. She lifted the baby out of the basket and brought him closer to the lamp. A warm, blue shawl tied with ribbons enveloped him. Next to him, someone had placed a full bottle, a hairbrush, a tin of talcum powder, and a sealed envelope that Albert opened. I was born on 16th of August. I don't have a name, You can find one for me if you want me to stay with you. The bottle's cold. You look after him while I warm it up, Jeanne said with the decisiveness that characterised her at important moments. She placed the baby in Albert's arms. Never having held a child in his life before, he was petrified, and he remained sitting on the edge of the bed, his good legs sticking out bare, hairy and muscular, He had not moved an inch when Jeanne came back and relieved him of his burden. He's a nice boy, anyway, he said. The baby's mouth opened wide and clamped shut on the teat. Air bubbles rose in the bottle as its level dropped. Twice, Jeanne gently took the bottle away from him to burp him by patting him on the back. Albert, Bending over him, received a blast of sour milk smell full in his face. In a cupboard, Jeanne found some baby clothes that had been used nineteen years before, for Geneviève. She undressed the baby, washed, talked, and redressed him. He's a handsome boy, she said, with an approving nod, referring to what she had just uncovered and covered up again as though long experience and many patient measurements entitled her to identify a promising future.
He was hardly wrapped up again before he fell asleep. His fists closed. As two anxious faces bent over him, Jeanne's round and moonlike, with small grey eyes marked with crow's feet, and a chin adorned with a small polyp, Albert's long and hollow-cheeked, eyes yellowed by caporal tobacco smoke and calvados fumes, and a thick, greying moustache, as stiff as a brush. These loving, anxious faces were the first to imprint themselves on the visual memory of the small boy who was christened Jean, and took the name of his adoptive parents, Arnaud. Exactly as in a fairy tale, Albert and Jeanne placed gifts in his basket cradle, the only possessions in which they were rich. Courage.